<laughs> is it time for recess yet? I'm so glad you found time to join us here on the Child Care Director's Chair, where Erica Sacoccio shares her best practices that she's refined through her passion of directing child care centers over the last 23 years. From parenting interaction, systems to save you time, money, and stress, to profitability. She shares it all from the Child Care Director's Chair. Hey guys, so today, if you are feeling like a detective always trying to figure out how to problem solve conflicts in your child care center, this episode is for you. I know that there are times that you are tired of constantly dealing with conflicts, misunderstandings between your staff, staff and staff, staff and parents, um, parents and parents at your child care center. Um, sometimes it's, you know, uh, exes, uh, working with through custody challenges, all those things. So there's lots and lots of times where you're going to find yourself having to help mediate problems. So we put together 15 valuable tips that we think will help you master problem solving and foster a harmonious relationship for everyone in your program. Hopefully this will help you say goodbye to stressful situations and hello to a peaceful and thriving child care environment. So let's dig into it and thank you for tuning in to the Child Care Director's Chair. I'm your host Erica Scoscio and I love helping you solve problems in your program. And I know about these program problems because I'm a program owner and um, I have multiple locations and uh these are things I deal with every day. So we'll start with number one. You have to be an active listener. You have to take time to truly listen to the concerns and perspectives of both your staff and parents. By showing genuine interest, you will be able to create an atmosphere of trust and understanding. You have to have open communication channels, establish clear lines of communication with your staff and your parents and encourage them to express their thoughts and feelings openly. And that helps foster an environment where everyone feels comfortable sharing their concerns. And you can do this in a variety of ways. One thing that we did at our center is we created a email that was like a unanimous email where you could send an email to me directly and it wouldn't be able to be traced back to anyone. You wouldn't have to worry about your handwriting being uh, recognized or, you know, turning in a questionnaire and they know who turned it in. Um, so uh, that could be a great way to allow people for, you know, sticky situations to be able to express their concerns. And, you know, there's lots of different ways, open door policy, uh, surveys, polls, messages, emails, Lots of different ways that you can have open communication. Uh, make sure that those are all spelled out in your handbooks for both families and for your employees. You have to have empathy and everybody always calls me yin yang at our center because I am really great at being able to put myself in the shoes of other people and being able to see both sides of um, both perspectives. So this is a skill that I hope that you can get really good at is put yourself in the shoes of both the staff and the parents and understand their perspectives. This will really help you find a common ground and then you can work towards a mutual beneficial resolution that works for everybody. Mediation skills would be, I would say, number four. 
Act as a mediator when conflicts arise, facilitating open discussions and guiding both parties towards a resolution. Being impartial will really help and your expertise will be invaluable in finding a fair and satisfactory outcome for everyone. Now, if you're not really great at this, and that's okay if you're not, I would say that takes us into the next tip, which would be conflict resolution training. Equip yourself and your staff with conflict resolution skills through training programs. These skills will empower you and it will help you address conflicts head on, preventing them from escalating further. Unfortunately, sometimes we like to do the ostrich and stick our head in the sand and hoping that things will just work out on their own. And we all know that that is not the case. Many times those things fester and then little things become much, much bigger. To the next tip of establishing clear expectations. Clearly communicate your expectations to both your staff and your parents by setting clear guidelines and boundaries. And this can help you minimize misunderstandings and potential conflicts. And of course, you want to foster a positive environment because when you create a positive and supportive environment within your child care center, you engage your teamwork, you engage collaboration, and you get respect among your staff and your parents. And when you have that, it reduces the likelihood of conflicts arising. So making sure that it is a positive environment. Now, one thing that I feel like a lot of us maybe have gotten away from um, but now with COVID restrictions, uh, you know, dissipated, regular staff meetings, conducting regular staff meetings to address any concerns, share updates, and provide a platform for open discussions. This will ensure that everyone is on the same page and allow for early conflict detection. Because again, you don't want things to fester. And I think holding parent-teacher conferences a little bit more frequently really do help organize um, and establish those lines of communication and that they're open. And the meetings will be able to provide an opportunity to address any concerns, share progress, and then also, probably most importantly, build strong relationships. Because when the relationships are strong, conflicts are easier to solve. The next thing I would say is let's be active at problem solving. Encourage your staff or your parents to actively participate in problem solving discussions. By involving all parties in finding solutions, you will foster a sense of ownership and collaboration. And that's one of the things I really, really love to do. I'm actually getting ready to, in November, set up our next uh, PTO group meeting. Um, and I have lots of things to share with my families in regards to new centers moving in, regards to tuition, uh, regards to staffing changes, um, and just, you know, some feedback on how things are going for them. So um, I think being proactive really does help reduce problems. You have to be flexible. So flexibility, being open to considering alternative solutions and approaches. Flexibility will demonstrate your willingness to find a common ground and accommodate the needs and concerns of both either the staff or the parents. Again, depending on who the conflict is, sometimes the conflict is between the staff and the parents. Sometimes it's two staff members 
uh, who are not getting along. And again, that's almost like a marriage, right? When you work with somebody eight or nine hours a day, just you, uh, the, it's the only other adult in the room. Um, sometimes those relationships can get really tricky. They can be really, really strong um, where the people, you know, go out after work and they have great, great rapport with each other. And then other times they can be toxic and people start nitpicking on uh, she did this and she did that. And um, I don't like how she looked at me and she rolled my eyes and she didn't take out the trash and all those things that in most cases, if someone else did it, it would not be a big deal. But because it was that one person that you have that conflict with that isn't resolved. So really, again, don't let those things fester. From an HR perspective, you want to make sure that you document and track. Keep a record of all conflicts, how you all agreed on what the resolution would be, and then any agreements that were reached. The documentation will serve as a reference point and help prevent reoccurring conflicts. Lead by example. Set a positive example for your staff and parents by demonstrating effective conflict resolution skills. Your actions will inspire others to follow suit and create a harmonious environment. And it's funny because people, after I talk to them, often say, oh, I don't know how you're just able to look at things in that light. And, you know, that really is a skill. And it, it, it is it is a skill. Um, but I believe in being positive and I'd be believe in being respectful with all the people that I come in um, contact with. And again, certainly not perfect. Uh, there have been times where I've said something that may have hurt someone's feelings, didn't know it, or saw, you know, an action that I had taken that made them feel a certain way that I wasn't aware. And as, as soon as I find out about that, I always try to address it. I always take responsibility, apologizing, because even if it wasn't intentional, if that person still felt that way, uh, I think it's important to validate their feelings. So lead by example and be a great leader. If you still cannot figure out how to solve that, seek some professional help. If conflicts persist or become particularly challenging, don't hesitate to seek assistance from a, a professional mediator or a counselor or someone who has expertise in providing valuable insight and guidance. Um, sometimes if I feel that there is a uh, sticky wicket, as they say, uh, or there's a meeting that I don't feel comfortable being the only one in the room, I will call my niece in Jalisa, who is in charge of our HR. And I think it always makes sense to have either an HR person or a co-director or assistant director. And, and if the challenge is between a director and assistant director, it makes sense if you have multiple locations to uh, call in a director from another location, a general manager, an owner, or somebody that's a little higher up who can help you uh, navigate through uh, those challenges. I don't think it's a good idea to have a director try to solve a problem that involves them um, with somebody who is under them because, uh, not under them, but, you know, doesn't have as much authority in making decisions on how to resolve things because uh, I don't feel like that's a fair playing field. So make sure that you make sure that it's fair. And then lastly, you know, celebrating successes. Acknowledgement and celebrate the, a successful conflict resolution by highlighting the positive outcomes, and you will reinforce the importance of effective problem solving and encouraging a positive atmosphere. And we'll wrap it up with, if you implement those 15 tips, you will become a problem solving master, transforming conflicts into opportunities for growth and strength. Relationships with both your parents and your staff 
will become stronger and your child care center will thrive. It will be one that is known to create nurturing environments where everyone feels heard, valued, and supported. So that's it for today. Thank you for tuning in to the Child Care Director's Chair. If you like today's episode, we ask that you like, follow, subscribe, leave a review, whatever you feel in your heart to do. Uh, we appreciate you tuning in and spending a little bit of time with us today. Thank you and have a great day. Well, all the cute little kiddos have been picked up and it's time to go home. And that'll do it for another episode of the Child Care Director's Chair. Please leave a review so Erica knows the information is helping you to manage and improve your child care centers. Remember to subscribe to get the latest episode from Erica's Child Care Director's Chair. <laughs>